When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, a typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Okay. Hello. Hello. I almost said daddy issues, listeners. That's not the right podcast. This is Death by Southwest. Uh, I just got off of a... Um, Daddy Issues podcast uh, notes call for the adult animated series that we sold to Fox and are trying to get greenlit. Um, I think I've talked about that on here before. And my brain is a little all over the place. So this is, it is Oh my goodness, what's say Tuesday. It's Tuesday. This is the bonus episode for the week, and it should have come out yesterday. Um, but yesterday was super busy, and I was hosting. So the, there's another podcast that I'm uh, producing currently and kind of running the social media and digital for. And for that podcast, Patreon, the uh, the host does a like a Zoom with his top VIP Patreon members. And those members pay $50 a month for, um, I mean, they get ad-free episodes, but they also get this one, like a Zoom hangout where there's maybe 20 of them, 15 of them, and the host, and they just chit-chat for an hour, hour and a half. So that was last night. And I'm not actually on the Zoom, like my face is not on it, but I'm hosting it from my Zoom account. So I couldn't use my computer while that was happening, which, and by the time it was over, it was like 11 o'clock here. And I truthfully just said, fuck it, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> I didn't do this. Um, I find that that with the, what I'm learning, I've only done a couple, but with these kind of bonus episodes or, you know, they were breakup episodes, I guess, initially, where it's just me staring at myself on my computer and talking into the mic. I find that if I'm like not in the mood, like I don't feel like talking or I'm exhausted, you know, whatever, it, it they come out really flat because I've recorded a couple that I've never published, actually. Um, my microphone is blinking red at me, telling me that I'm talking too loudly into it. So to modulate my voice. Anyways... Happy Tuesday to everyone. I'm going to probably not edit this and just release it immediately. Same with the video. Um, if you're watching the video, you can see right behind me, I started using, like, I love lists. <laughs> Here's another one over here. Uh, I'm a big list person. So I have 
right now in front of me one, two, three, four, five, six different notebooks. I just like to make a list, my to-dos, my different producer jobs, projects, Death by Southwest, anything, everything. Um, but I like to have, I like to like see things. I guess that makes me a visual person is what I'm trying to say in a not concise way. Uh, so I like to see the lists. Ideally, I would have, you know, a whole wall in my kitchen because that's where really where I spend the most time that was, you know, dry erase or, or chalkboard and I could just list like crazy and have it all be right there. But I don't have that. So I started using, for those who are not watching the video, I have these kind of French doors in between the office and the family room with big pieces of glass. And so I started using dry erase marker to write to-do lists on there so I can see them at all times. Uh, that's off topic. Um, so there's no really sense of place today for this bonus because part two of Candy Mossler, Mossler will come out later today. Um, it's recorded. I just need to edit it. And then, we, so I've already done the sense of place um, for Houston. I really hope that's correct. <laughs> it's been um, it's been a, a busy busy morning already, and it's only noon. Um, so, anyways, the <clears throat> the call I was just on. It's kind of why my brain is uh, swimming, is because. Uh, before, let's see, before, well, first of all, let me backtrack. So there will be no sense of place. I'm going to try and finish a, a thought here <laughs> before moving on to the next. There will be no sense of place for this bonus. I'm just going to kind of talk, um, but I'm not going to talk only about breakup stuff because I'll tell you why when I get there. But I have had a couple people ask me to kind of update where am I, how am I feeling, Um what what stage of the breakup process am I in? And I do have some some things to say about that, but uh, I think I've probably exhausted the topic for a lot of listeners and also for myself a little bit. I think I'm trying to I'm trying to balance how much I focus on my feelings and the breakup and Mark and all of those things. I'm trying to balance that with 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 not thinking about it and thinking about other things. So so today there will be a mix. I, I am gonna talk about it a little bit and answer because I had got some questions. Um, and then I also got a, a suggestion from a listener. Let me pull up my notes in my phone here. Um, thank you, by the way, to everyone who sent suggestions for the bonuses. It's much appreciated. Um, so I got a suggestion that said an episode about all the cities you've lived and a deep dive into things to do there, famous places there, famous events that have happened there, which I really like that idea. Um, when I first read this, I thought I kind of read it quickly and thought, just talk about the cities I've lived in and like what I've done there. Um, and now I realize that this, that that's not what she meant that it's kind of more of a sense of place for the cities that I've lived in. Um, and I don't have that information prepared. <laughs> I did not do that research. Uh, but it got me thinking about um, a couple of stories that I'll talk about, that I'll tell. So there's 
there's the layout for this this episode that is going to be kind of just a miss miss mishmash of um stuff so uh yeah my brain is a little all over the place because so the podcast I used to produce or it's really the first podcast I ever produced on my own was daddy issues with um with Joe Buck and Oliver Hudson Joe Buck is texting me right now um (laughs) and so that was I started working on daddy issues with Joe and Oliver years ago and as kind of an associate producer. So I was learning what a producer even does for a podcast. Um, And then caught on quickly, really um, connected with Joe and Oliver. I love both of them so much. Um, And then I, so then I was the producer and that became my show. And then of course, when I moved companies, it came with me Um, and together with Joe and Oliver and our amazing um, audio editor, uh, Josh, we all came up with the idea for, uh, it might have even been Josh who came up with it. It was about two years ago, so I don't totally remember, but um, an adult animated series, I think it was Josh who first said that, because I was trying to come up with a TV derivative for the show that we could try to sell as a TV show. and we did to Fox, but what I'm learning because I'm n- new to the TV world is that just because you sell a show or sell um, an idea for a show, which is essentially what this was, we didn't have a script or anything, um, it doesn't mean it's going to get made at all. And there are about 30,000 other steps to go through before you even get that green light where they will order a certain amount of episodes. And that still doesn't mean that it's definitely going to be like a TV show, TV show. It's a very like step by step by step process. And especially, I think there's generally a lot of kind of cooks in the kitchen, but especially for this, it's, you know, it's myself and another producer um, who worked at Cavalry with me, uh, two writers, and then Joe and Oliver. And so it's all six of us. Ultimately, it's Joe and Oliver's show. But everyone is kind of playing their role and everyone has opinions and then we get notes. We submitted the pilot. We got notes back from Fox um, about that pilot. And it, it's it's a very intricate process of trying to, first of all, decipher the notes, making sure we all agree that you know this is what he meant or Fox meant by this note. How do we address it? How do we edit and alter the script so that this note is covered. Um, And then everyone has different opinions about that. So it is, um, it's a, it is a process and it's a fascinating one that I'm enjoying learning about and, and really would love. I I hope that I have the opportunity to be involved in other TV shows. Um, the chances of that were much more likely when I was working at a company like Cavalry. And now I am essentially just a freelancer. So who lives in Tucson. So the the opportunities for making TV shows are not exactly like falling out of the sky, but (laughs) you know, I'm, you know, who knows? You never know. I never thought that I would be doing what I'm doing now. Um, 10 years ago. So 
So that is why my brain feels a little bit scattered. Um, And in addition, I think I mentioned, I don't know, I've taken on kind of a bigger role with this other podcast that I'm producing. Um, Now I'm also covering kind of the digital and social media and YouTube and any any tours that the host goes on. And um, so it's a much bigger role that I'm learning and, and kind of navigating as I go. Uh, yeah. And then death by Southwest <laughs> as well. And I'm still dog walking. So mm, none of that is to like say, oh, poor me. I have so much to do at all. I'm super grateful to be busy right now, especially with this breakup. Um, so since I just said breakup, let's, I guess let's talk about it for a minute because I am, I, uh, somebody had messaged me the other day and said, does, does it help you to be talking about it on the podcast? Because maybe it's not help. Maybe it's being, doing more harm than help. Like you're just so hyper-focused on it, which I, I think there is an element of truth to that. I think that it's been almost five weeks now. Well, it's been just, just over four, whatever, semantics. Um, arguing with myself now. Um, <laughs> it's been about a month and it has been an emotional roller coaster. Holy shit. But at some point I have to try and stop thinking about it and talking about it and focusing on it every day. I, I'm, there's no timeline to this. Um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of just trying to take each day as it comes and, and just feel how I feel. Um, but it is, yes, I do agree with, with the listener who I think, I think Charles said that to me, um, that I think it would be beneficial to not focus on it entirely, which is why I'm not going to focus on it for this whole entire episode. Um, also, I would imagine listeners are a little sick of it, maybe. I find I have found, like I was recording those, um, some stories on in, for Instagram the other night talking about the breakup or Mark or how I was feeling. And, it, and almost as soon as I kind of finished recording them and posted them on, on Instagram stories, I was like, should I delete that? Am I, the mo- am I the most like self-centered? I'm just focusing on myself and my breakup and talking about it and over-talking it. And people must be so sick of this. I'm almost sick of it. I'm, I'm almost sick of myself. So if I'm annoyed with myself, undoubtedly there are listeners who are too. <laughs> and I don't want to, uh, I don't want to be, you know, ignorant to think that that this is going to continue to be interesting to listen to. Um, Those first maybe two breakup ones, uh, the first one for sure, I didn't, there was no thought behind it. I just was so uncomfortably emotional that I didn't know what to do and I couldn't, there was no one to turn to to say, help me, you know, fix this for me, make me feel better, which is, unhealthy but but kind of my go-to like I need someone to help me feel better I'm not good at doing that myself when I'm feeling kind of out of control emotions and so that first one was just like 
I, I don't know what to do. So I'm just going to sit down and start talking. And it helped so much. And the, the second one as well, um, it does help me kind of talk through things. And a lot of people who listen have had great advice and, and great feedback and, and shared their thoughts and their own experiences. And, and all of that is super, super helpful. And I think not only kind of healing, but the but just the process of, of trying to understand and navigate this breakup, which again, I have not been through something like this embarrassingly or shamefully at the age that I am. I feel like I should have. Um, and then maybe I wouldn't podcasting about it constantly because <laughs> I know how to handle it a little bit better. Anyways, um, yeah, so uh, where am I with the breakup? Several people ask that. And and uh, before I forget, we got an Apple review. My friend Danielle, she told me I can say her name now. Um, my one friend here in Tucson who's wonderful, who is also dealing with um, with a breakup, uh, I was telling her about this Apple review that came through the other day, and she had asked if we've gotten, you know, negative um, feedback or kind of bad reviews or DMs with people who who didn't like the breakup stuff and were like, "Shut up, stop crying into your microphone." And I had to think about it for a second. I was like, "We haven't. Like, I haven't. Not one person has said anything negative or." critical. Uh, and, and, and I fully expected that. Like I was prepared for that when I published those. Um, and they haven't. And that's a lovely surprise and surprising for sure. Uh, but somebody left a comment when I started or a review on Apple when I started reading it. I was like, oh God, because it's titled Breakup. And it says, I just found this podcast and was reluctant to listen to the host talk about her breakup totally fair statement, by the way. Uh, and she said, I'm so glad I listened. Love Margot and her total honesty. You have gained a fan and more importantly, a supporter. And that just, that got me. That was really um, encouraging to hear. Um, I don't think that necessarily means that this reviewer wants me to continue talking about the breakup forever and ever, but um, to, to know that it that however it came across to people listening, it wasn't offensive or terribly, terribly annoying um, because I didn't really think about that. <laughs> I just kind of talked. Uh, and so I'm at a point where, like I said, I, I feel like I need to start talking about it less and focusing on it less. And naturally I am being busier. Um, myself and Danielle have started um, walking every single day, either on her lunch break or after she finishes work at the end of the day, trying to get three to five miles every day. Um, and that has been really, really helpful because not only is it lovely to see her and be able to talk, but it it gets me out of the house. You know, the most difficult time I think I've, I'm sure I've, I had said before for me is kind of three to five thirty or six. I mean, evening basically, because that was my favorite time of day. I would, I would look forward to Mark coming home. The dogs would look forward. It was our kind of time to, you know, cocktail hour, appetizers, cook dinner. It was fun every single night. And so that is a tough time in the day for me. Um, 
I am finding that I am kind of remembering that I'm good at living alone and good at being alone. I enjoy it. I enjoy it when it's just where I'm at in life and I didn't have to go through a painful breakup first. I enjoyed it a lot more then. Um, but before Mark, I was single for four years and I lived alone, completely alone, like no family, no friends in the same state as me. Uh, and I loved it. And I'm, I've started to remember kind of who I was for those. It was about three years, four years that I lived totally alone after my divorce did not date. I had one friend in in Atlanta, in the whole state of Georgia. I had no family. And yes, it was lonely. Mm. But it was very easy. Once I kind of got comfortable in the loneliness, it was... I had total freedom, and by that I mean my brain was not occupied by any other person. I didn't have to think about any other people, like in terms of what they want, what they need, because I didn't see other people. There was no one else. It was just me. So I was rarely in a bad mood. I was working for Cavalry still at the time, and I fucking loved it loved my job I was doing my dream job I had a great house I was renting that I loved you know I had Izzy and Henry and Kat me and Henry walked twice a day um and I I worked and I was trying to remember what I did on the weekends because I had said previously that's one of the harder things now is like weekends are basically I'm alone. I mean, like, yes, I see Danielle, but she has other friends and family here. And, and so the weekend, you know, one of the most recent weekends, like I didn't see anybody all weekend. I was totally alone. Um, I wasn't feeling, um, there's always work to do with, with, with what I do. There's always work. You could always do more. You could always, um, be writing more episodes. You could be editing more episodes. You could be, um, learning new skills for social media or reading more scripts or writing something. I mean, there's always something to be doing. Obviously, some, I don't want to be working 24-7, even though I do enjoy it. So in Atlanta, I used to um, I used to like build stuff and paint stuff. I built myself a dining room table because I couldn't afford to buy one. Um, I built... I, I like remodeled the laundry. I was renting the house, but the owner was really cool. I remodeled the laundry room. I like painted the cabinets and the door. I retiled the floor. I just basically did like peel and stick tile over the linoleum that was there. Um, changed the hardware and all the cabinets. Um, and then I would paint kind of similar to what I'm, I've started doing again, like buy big pieces of um, plywood and paint murals. Uh and so I was, rem- I was remembering that. I was thinking a lot about this in the past few days, just my time there and how happy I was and how healthy I looked. Like my hair grew like crazy. My skin was good. I was at a great, like I was super in shape and fit. And I was, I was walking a lot, but I was eating healthy. I wasn't drinking. I, 
And so the eating healthy and not drinking and exercising, yeah, of course, that helps. But I, I think it had a lot to do with that. I had very little stress. I didn't think about other people. And that sounds, God, that sounds shitty. Um, but I guess the best way to explain it is in contrast with when I moved here, um, obviously I knew Mark and had no Mark for many years, but, uh, once we started dating eventually, once I was here, um, if I think back, I notice how shockingly quickly I went from focusing on myself and like, what am, what do I want to do today? I'm going to walk and I'm going to cook this for dinner. I'm going to watch this on TV. I'm going to have a phone call with my friend for this. You know, it, it was just, it was only me that I was considering. And then when Mark came into the picture, now there's somebody else to consider. Duh. Like that's obvious that happens when you start, when you get in a relationship. But I guess I kind of live in extremes. So I went from the extreme of four years with no, I didn't have to consider anyone else's opinions, thoughts, feelings, nothing really. And then all of a sudden, now I have somebody else to consider. And instead of kind of finding a balance, I chucked myself out the window like my feelings my thoughts my wants and needs don't matter and it became all about him what time is he gonna be off of work today what does he want what could I make what are we gonna do what am I gonna wear like and that's had it was it had nothing to do with any it was nothing he was doing that was me that's I believe codependence which I suffer from (laughs) severely um but so much so that like when we first uh, were dating, he was working nights. So he would go to work at like 5 p.m. and wouldn't get home until 1 a.m. or something. And I would cook dinner at like midnight so that he could come over when he got off at 1 a.m. and we would eat dinner and stay up, fall asleep early morning hours. And I would sleep for a few hours and then have to get up to work and have meetings and stuff and he would just sleep okay it's okay to do that once in a while I could see that but like it became where I wanted that every single night and the night and if there were any nights where he was like I'm exhausted I'm just gonna head to my house sleep in my own bed like you know no big deal well it should have been no big deal but to me I felt I took him saying I'm gonna go home and sleep in my own bed or even with a regular work schedule I'm gonna go home I'm tired. I'm done with work today. I'm just going to go home and chill by myself tonight. Yeah, I'll call you tomorrow. Or I'll call you later tonight or whatever. No pro- like logically in my head, there's nothing wrong with that. Great. That seems normal and healthy. But it, that isn't like I felt when he would say those things like, oh my God, well, why? What did I do wrong? Why doesn't he want to come hang out with me? Does he not like me anymore? Does he not care about me? I'm not, I'm not fun enough. He wants to go be by himself instead of being with me. And and I'm saying these are all unreasonable thoughts, uh, that I'm working on, like not making sure that doesn't happen in another relationship because I completely, all that's to say, I completely lost 
myself. Like I was no longer a priority for me. And that's, I think, kind of a very broad way to describe it. But in general, that is a, is, was a huge issue. It kind of, that kind of fueled a lot of other behaviors of mine um, and that are not healthy for me, not healthy for a relationship. And, um, and I don't like that per like, I don't want to be that person. I don't want to not consider myself or my needs or my feelings. That's crazy. There should be a balance, you know? And so kind of what I'm working on with lots of reflection and reading and journaling and um, therapy and talking to people is is how do I be that version of myself that I was in Atlanta post-divorce for those four years? How do I be that person in a relationship? In other words, find some 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 modicum of balance there. Uh, and that's, I, I don't have the answer. That was a rhetorical question. <laughs> that is what I'm working on answering, I guess. Um, and so right now with this breakup, I feel very fucking confused, if I'm going to be honest. I don't feel sad every single day like I used to. The only thing right now that really, really makes me sad and makes me cry, which it's probably going to do right now, I apologize, uh, is is thinking about the memories, remembering the all the fun that we had. Um, ugh. So, you know, a TV show, a, a song, time of day, there's a million things that remind me of our relationship. But when something like really reminds me of a specific joke that we had or moment that we had, um, it is so painful. And I was trying to figure out, you know, those memories are still beautiful memories. They're still great memories. They're not tainted. I don't have any animosity or anger. I don't dislike Mark. I don't hate Mark. I still love him. So why, why can't those memories just be what they were? Just memories, beautiful things that happened and are not happening anymore. Uh, I don't, I also don't have the answer to that. <laughs> um, but it is really hard to, to think about some of our memories. Uh, sorry, Henry needed to, um, be let in. He just stands at the back door and barks and barks and barks if I don't let him in when he aggressively wants to come in. Anyways, uh, so the memories I was saying, I think that, that that's just, those are hard. Um, and beyond that, so the sadness is, has subsided a bit, which is, thank God, I hate feeling so sad. But when I do, when I do feel sad, I am um, letting myself cry which I hate doing, but I'm doing it so that this, you know, I don't want to 
wake up six months from now and be like, oh shit, I never even dealt with any of this. And now I feel terrible. Um, so I'm trying to kind of, you know, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, guys, honestly. <laughs> I'm sitting here talking about breakup and relationship stuff and I, I have no fucking idea. I'm just like stumbling through it, um, trying to take in all of the like excessive information that's out there. There's so much information on TikTok and Instagram and YouTube and just the internet in general um, is like how to handle a breakup and how to best process it and what to do if you want to get back together with your ex and but and like it is overwhelming. So I'm trying to, to just take in what feels applicable uh, and seems to be working for me and just go day by day. Now, all of that being said, um, yeah, it's confusing where we're at now because the dog got spayed Wednesday and it's Mark's, it's really Mark's dog, but it's fine. It's both of our dogs. Um, so, you know, obviously needed to be in contact with that. I needed his help with, with getting her to take her medicine that first day, um, and so he came by that night, helped me, stayed a bit. It was fine. Uh, that may have been the night where I were, I don't remember what night it was. Anyways, um, and then, you know, we've we've been in contact almost every day. Just a text about how she's doing. Is she taking her medicine? You know, some of her staples fell out. We were wondering if we needed to take her back. So, and then... Uh, uh, Saturday, he um, came over to help me clean out her her little incision, and he stayed. And we watched. I posted this on Instagram. Watched just true crime thing. It was very much like old times. Old times. I mean, it was just a month ago. It was very much just normal. Like above all else, we're friends. He's one of my best friends. We have a great time together. So that's what we do. Watch this true crime doctor doc. <laughs> documentary made fun of it talked you know played with the dog a little bit and then he left and he was like all right see you later give me a hug and left I immediately started sobbing the second the door closed behind him um because most of that whole evening I felt fine I, I felt I felt like this is great this is I wasn't even thinking about the breakup or the relationship or anything it was just in the moment but at some point I started, you know, I looked over and I was like, oh, I wish I was sitting next to him or, you know, I still have feelings for him like that. I have no idea how he feels. We have not discussed any of this. It feels too soon to like have a conversation like that. And at the end of the day, I can only kind of base what I'm doing and how I'm processing this and trying to get past it. I can only base that on what he has told me. Not what I infer, not what I think or feel or want to be true. And what he told me is that he doesn't want to be with me right now. He told me that when he broke up with me a month ago and then moved his stuff out two weeks later. Um, so just because we are getting along and being nice, like, of course we are. That was never our problem. It was never our problem. We've never, it has never been like, do we have fun together? Do we get along? Not at all. But there is no rule book for this. <laughs> so there's a huge part of me that wants to 
you know, speak to him in person and, and say, and ask and say, look, I'm, I'm working on these things. This is what I've learned. This is what I've come to better understand about myself and why I behave this way. And these are, you know, all, I don't mean to say blah, 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 because I'm, I'm so grateful for all of these books and, and people that are helping me and talking to me and, and explaining why I am the way I am in some ways and how I can replace some of these behaviors with other behaviors and be a better communicator and all those things. Um, so I don't mean to kind of like roll my eyes at it. Uh, but where am I going? God damn it. Basically, I still am in a place where I would like to try again. I don't feel that we tried enough. I did not know how unhappy he was about certain things. I would like the opportunity. I think that there's enough good between us that I want to try again. And I want to say that to him. I would like to try again. And is that something that, you know, about, you know, we're now over a month out of this breakup that you'd be open to discussing and exploring. I really want to say, do you, are you, do you, are you still in love with me? Do you, <laughs> do you hear how much I stumbled over those words? Jeez, because <laughs> that feels uncomfortable. Nobody wants to ask somebody that. You just either want to have them tell you or just know it. You just feel it. You, what is she, it's like, I don't want to have to say, are you still in love with me? It feels so awful. But I also think that I am at a point where If, if he doesn't, I would like to know that it would still fucking hurt. It would crush my heart still. But but then I but then I can stop wondering, then I can stop thinking about what how long do we wait? Do we try again? But you know, all of those like ruminating questions that are annoying the shit out of me. And I wish I could stop my brain from going there. Um, and then the other part of me feels like, just shut the fuck up, Margo. Don't say anything to him. Just keep focusing on yourself. You guys continue to be nice to each other. And if he wants to get back together with you, he'll tell you. I don't believe that. That's not who he is. He, I don't think he would say that. I think I would have to say it. Oh, the cat wants to get behind the computer. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. That, that long pause silence is me not knowing really. It, it's confusing. Are we friends? Of course, we're friends before all else. But now that we broke up, like I'm still in love with you. I'd like to still date you. So are we friends? If we continue to be just friendly like this, will my feelings start to fade away? Um, cat, stop. The cat is pushing on my computer. Um, cat. If we continue to be this way, Will he start to just see me as a friend? You know, will I fall into that friend zone? 
these are all questions that um, I, I don't know the answer to. I don't think anybody knows the answer to, but I am feeling and wondering. Um, and then, and then at a certain point I'm like annoyed with myself and I'm, and I force myself to stop thinking and wondering these things and just focus on right now, right now, I'm not crying. Yay. Right now I have work that I can be doing. Great. Uh, exercising, reading, you know, I, I, I'm trying to train my brain to stop thinking about Mark so much. Whether we're, whether we're broken up or whether we get back together, any no matter what, I should think more about me. This is such an inarticulate and unplanned out bonus episode. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, anyways, that's probably enough breakup stuff. I'm sure that was way longer than I planned on talking about it. But I'm I'm in a very confused place, I guess, right now where I, I don't know what moving forward looks like and how I, how or when I address it with him, the, the possibility of trying again, like start like not moving in together, you know, just going to couples counseling, dating, taking it very slow. I don't know when to bring that up. Do I bring that up? Do I allow us to continue being friends and hanging out? It, do I, you know, block him and not talk to him for a few weeks? Like, I don't know. I'm grateful that I'm not crying every day and I'm not hurting as um, kind of like immediately. Um, and I'm remembering who the fuck I was before I decided to ditch myself and focus entirely on someone else. Um, you know, and this is kind of how I was feeling yesterday. I talked with Danielle about it on our walk. Like I'm sick of myself. I'm not talking about this anymore. Clearly I didn't stick to that because here we are. Um, and then, you know, and then of course last night I was remembering like the first night that he we hung out and he walked me to my car and I was thinking how, uh, like how much fun it was. Like I was like imagining what could happen. Nothing had happened yet, you know? Yeah. We've known each other for years, but this felt different. Like we spent the afternoon together and then he walked me to my car and, and does he like me? Does he feel the same way I do? Like, Hmm, this is interesting. I don't, I've never looked at the, this person this way. And I could feel that he did. And it was so wonderful and so fun. And, and he liked me so much. You know, how do we get so far from that? I know the answer, but life, life happens. But, um, and then this, <laughs> and then this happened and then I was crying. So I was really strong all day and feeling so good. And then, the, and then I thought about that memory and like, oh, he liked me so much. And now I have no idea what, what he thinks or feels towards me. I'm looking at myself in the computer. I'm such an ugly crier. <laughs> it's terrible to watch yourself cry. Uh, so let's move on. 
Mm. Um. <sighs> well, if anyone has any, um, you know, super insightful uh, thoughts on any of this, please <laughs> reach out, send a message and, uh, you know, I'd love any input. And, um, I guess the moral to all of that is I am doing better than I thought I would be doing, you know, just over a month out of this. Two weeks ago felt, I still felt, diff I felt very different. Um, yeah. So, <sighs> what else do I have to talk about? <laughs> Um, I'm working on, on, on my, my fitness. I hate saying that. It sounds so fucking cheesy. Um, but I, I do think I said earlier in this episode, like when I was alone and, and really focused on myself and my career and there was no one else to think about or focus on, there was really no stress. I mean, you have money and bills and things like that, but like that was it. I, you know, like, like, oh, this, this happens and it took a huge weight off my shoulders. I feel like living like I was without like really very solitary life took literal weight off of my body. Like I was just healthier and I feel like the stress of, of this breakup and prior to the breakup, I was so hyper-focused on trying to feel comfortable in my own body before we went to Belize. And it was stressful. Uh, I just, I feel like my body has kind of been in this fight or flight type mode for a while. Um, and it shows. And so I'm not a big meditator, not a huge fan of yoga. If I'm going to exercise, I want to be fully sweating and like sore and exhausted. And I, I, that's not a dig on yoga. I understand yoga can be very exhausting and strenuous. Not, it's just not my favorite. I like something a little bit more, um, like, like kickboxing or running or yeah, I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> um, So I don't know how to um, get back to myself in uh, who I was in Atlanta and how unstressed and unburdened I was uh, because I don't want to live a completely solitary life either. I, that is the one thing that this, not the one, this is, it, it is one of many things that this relationship taught me was that I actually don't want to be alone. Because if you had talked to me when I was in Atlanta, I was dead set that I had zero interest in ever getting into a long-term relationship again. Like, no thank you. I'm better off on my own. And I fully wholeheartedly felt that way and believed that and was fine with it. Um, and now I don't. Now I, I, I really loved being in a relationship. Uh, I can't even say only in the good times. I loved being in a relationship, period. I liked having a partner. 
somebody's, I was going to say mowing the lawn, but there's no grass here. So someone's blowing cactus needles around outside. I don't, I have no idea. Hopefully that's not too annoying that this is not picking up too much of that. Um, but that's what I'm trying to figure out is how to get back to that kind of mentally and emotionally healthy place while still being able to have people in my life and hopefully a relationship in my life. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I'll, I'll keep you posted. <laughs> uh, I was going to talk about so many other things, but I feel like we're already at 50 minutes here. I was going to talk about um, that the, the comment about all the cities that I've lived in. Um, it just reminded me of Greece. And I, I truthfully, I can't remember if I spoke a lot about Greece on the Izzy episode or ever. I, I'm not sure. So I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to like share this whole story about how I came to live, how me and Jenna both came to live in Greece for, she was there for six months. I was there for a year. Um, if I've already shared that. So if you're listening, if I've shared that story, please tell me, cause I don't want to re bore everyone. Um, and I did see Jenna, we hung out the other day. Uh, and I, I think obviously today it will be Candy Mosler, but I think that either next week or the week after, I'm not sure. We'll see. Um, hopefully she'll come and record with me. And I've had some feedback of some people have said that they really liked it. The episode when it was just me, which was really surprising to me. I was very worried that it was going to be super boring and, you know, no banter. I, I know people think we banter too much, which is fine that, and, and true. But um, I just got an alert on my computer. But uh, like absolutely no banter, just me, just blah, blah, blahing, I thought would be awful. Um, I got some feed, some good feedback. So far, no bad feedback, but uh, but I enjoy doing it with Jenna or with Mark or with you know somebody else. So I thought maybe maybe Danielle would do an episode with me once in a while. Obviously, Jenna will be back and be doing episodes with me. Um, it is a lot easier to do an episode alone when it's just me because it's just me. I can do it any time of day or night, and it it just kind of goes faster. Um, but I have more fun doing it with someone else. So. So she'll be back either next week or the week after, I believe. So those of you who are like, fuck this solo episode, uh, we want Jenna. She will be back. And um, I thought I had other things to say, but I'm my brain is drawing a blank and I still have two more meetings today to do. Sorry, I did not think I was going to go so deep into all the relationship stuff, to be honest. I was I had kind of a list of other past stories and things to talk about. Um, Jenna and I watched this show, the first two episodes of the show Expats on Amazon Prime. If anyone is looking for something to watch, I 
was afraid they that the show the trailer looked like very heavy. I don't I don't do sad things really ever. Like I don't watch sad shows. I don't listen to sad music. I don't like sad sad sad. I don't like sad. <laughs> um and I don't like overly heartfelt either. Uh Really, especially now, I really like it when my TV and music evokes virtually no emotion from me. <laughs> um, but this, it, I thought it was f- a fantastic. The first two episodes were fantastic, beautiful, uh, well acted, interesting, a variety of kind of storylines. Um, I thought it was really good. So I recommend that. And what else am I watching? Um, I've had a lot of Chicago PD on in the background. I had never seen it before. So there's like a billion seasons. Um, it's easy to have, you know, police procedurals are, are my jam when I kind of want to half watch. Plus I grew up in Chicago, so it's, I like being able to see the city. Uh, and that's it. I, as far as stuff that I'm reading, I'm, I am, I am up to my eyeballs in self-help. Um, I'm reading a lot of self-help books I think they're helping I won't get into the reasons why because I've talked plenty about myself um okay well let's wrap this up and I'm just gonna not edit it and post it the video will be on patreon um and for anyone who's listening who's like so tired of the breakup stuff. I totally get it. Um, I do like storytelling and I do like sitting here and, and talking um, about anything that without having like a, you know, the, the episodes I have copious, copious notes um, that I'm following and, and trying to make sure I tell the story, do it justice by telling it accurately and honestly um but I do like kind of the the freedom of just sitting here and just talking I I I do also know that sometimes it doesn't come out as great as other times um but please always send you know if there's a topic you'd like to hear my opinion on or hear me discuss or a question or you know stories from my past I mean I'm at this point, I feel like I'm kind of an open book and open to to just oversharing about myself. Um, and what, at the same time, I don't want to just completely bore people so or, or become just overly self-absorbed. It may be too late. I may be going down that path, <laughs> all this self-reflection. Uh, all right. Well, thank you guys for uh, continuing to be patient and understanding through this. um, I want to say breakup, but I just want to say life. Life sometimes I just (laughs) is is life. So thank you for for being understanding that this is out late. Candy Mossler part two will be out later today. And with that, I will say... Um, continue to leave us reviews, send me DMs, try out our Patreon for free for a week. And I appreciate each and every one of you so, so much. Thank you 
for your support of myself, the show, Jenna, Indiana, Henry, everybody, um, even Mark. So thank you guys. And I hope you're having a great week. Okay. Bye. Death by Southwest is hosted by Jenna Schneider and Margot Carmichael. Executive produced by Margot Carmichael. Produced by Jenna Schneider. Audio editing and sound design by Margot Carmichael. Music by Soundstripe. And a special thanks to Edward R. Murrow for letting us borrow his famous sign-off phrase, good night and good luck. Good night.